0: Recording. Ooh, <laughs> oh, is that my voice? That's yes. your voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, heads up. Everybody say something real quick.
0: Something real quick. Something real quick. Something real quick. Y'all are so gangy. playing too much. too much.
1: talk about the other article oh Oh, yeah okay let's get on that okay black
2: masculinity and toxic masculinity honey we can talk about this like until we're like all till the the
3: dogs come
1: home till i'm in the grave thank you know and i okay i think the my my main um my main excitement for sharing this article and then want to talk about it for today's podcast and this is article that is um an op-ed piece for L.A. Times that says how men at New Folsom Prison reckon with toxic masculinity. Um, the idea that toxic masculinity is something that we want to rid, want to rid the world of, um, is something I think we, as a social consciousness, like we, we've gotten to. Like yeah. I think we, we've we've all generally ah. arrived there. But now I'm now now the question is. On whose, like? or well, yes, what does it look like, but on whose shoulder does this work fall? Mm. Because we may, we can probably logically say it should be the men who are within this masculine thing or who have learned these toxic masculinity, masculine things to free themselves. But in practice, it has been falling on the backs of black women.
2: I think it's an intertwined thing. Men definitely have to be at the forefront of mm-hmm. the movement of doing the work. But yes. mm-hmm. so we cannot... Overlooked the fact that patriarchy has si- seeped into the female body and, mm. and performance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So it, it's it's a, a <coughs> cultural thing. You know what I mean. F- that that has to be um, extracted. You know yeah. what I mean. Not yes, it has been falling on women historically in order mm-hmm. to just do emotional labor work yes. in general. Yes. You know what I mean. Yes. That's that's just what patriarchy did, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm. But in order to really shift it, women have to understand that patriarchy did that mm. as well. And men have to understand that they have enacted this kind of violence upon the world, whether that's um w- whatever the the, the the performance is. The, yeah. the act of man has been violent here. Mm-hmm. Um So... Like I said, I think it's it's the men's job to be at the forefront of the movement, but it's also women's job to understand how patriarchy has existed here. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, people just think, oh, no, that's just what men are supposed to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Women say, that's what men are supposed yeah. to do. And it's like, no... Mm. Some somewhere mm. at some time mm. you picked up this patriarchal thought from yeah. a father, a grandmother, or yeah. s- you know what I mean? Somebody so right. this idea of patriarchy is really interwoven yeah. into how we just
3: Yeah, essentially it <laughs> should I personally feel like it should be for everyone. Um because something that's so steeped, so institutionalized mm-hmm. like patriarchy, um and toxic masculinity. It'll take everyone to get rid of it. It'll take everyone to unlearn these things because these are learned things that we've been in. Mm-hmm. It's been in our social construct since birth. And yes, black women have been at the forefront. Now it's time for us to catch up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I, w- mm. I don't know. I think um, it's making me think about trans men could be mm-hmm. a great example of probably undoing patriarchy. Okay. I don't know absolutely a little bit you know what i mean yeah i mean any any trans person could be a part of
2: helping to undo the patriarchy because you have to think about if a trans woman like m to f is shifting they're moving into a more um narrowed scope of womanhood if you will mm-hmm. about around um presentation whether or not that that's how they want to present or feel like this is what they want to present um, The idea around the presentation of having the lipstick, the long hair, the bigger boobs, the bigger butt, the high heel, you know, those hyper feminized things have come from this patriarchal viewpoint. So even with shifting from male to female, like I feel like people are still trying to embody those patriarchal norms, even if you're shifting from an F to M. You're starting to embody this kind of violence, if you will, on the world. Unless, I mean, and I don't know the psychology around, you know, all trans people, mm-hmm. you know, and how they're moving and interacting on the world. But um, some of the images that I have seen have been specifically from trans men, um, F to M, um, that it's been kind of that more trying to the the male vibrato and that toxic masculinity in order to fit into the male mm-hmm. culture?
1: I for me I have questions about that because what <laughs> 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 I'm so, like
0: I I think I'm trying to figure out like if you're going from female to male, I wonder like or if you are thinking about like how are you trying to do undo the patriarchy as well? A, yes, becoming a man.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a question. Well, yes, definitely because I'm thinking, and from what I've seen, and I'm and I'm, I am ready to be wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all I'm about to say right here, mm-hmm. um, I have seen the the personification or the the I want to I want to call all gender performance, the performance of being a woman in terms of like a trans woman performing being a woman mm-hmm. being as varied as um wi- as as varied as um cis women. You know what I mean? I'm seeing masculine trans women, I'm seeing feminine trans women, I'm seeing trans women who aren't wearing makeup, who are not wearing makeup, who choose to um to 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 perform gender on as as um wide of a spectrum of womanhood has has existed for cis women, and mm-hmm. same thing with cis men and trans men. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing as hyper-masculine and toxic as w- as we can see cis men in certain areas of life, and also very feminine and um, and softer and nurturing trans men, and that and that idea of men. Mm-hmm. So, and I I'm I'm saying this to say that um, I look at people who are questioning gender. In any way, including trans people and, and people who are choosing to be gender nonconforming, um, asking the hard questions about gender. And then as a person who is still identifying with cisgender in ways, I'm looking at their existence as, as just being the questions for me. Mm. And I think that is the beautiful power that um, that trans identity and, and gender nonconforming identity does for us is that it... it, it Ask us to ask what does it mean to be a man and why are these things there yeah. um but i also i also think that when it comes to whose job it is to um or not necessarily whose job but what jobs do we have in in dismantling patriarchy and dismantling the toxic masculinity i think a lot of the jobs um need to be picked up and in in a very um obvious and direct way mm-hmm. by men in the Absolutely. sense of like literature mm-hmm. i see that a lot of queer men are leading the literature written on dismantling um masculinity mm-hmm. i'm not seeing a lot of cis men do it i'm seeing a lot of um gender um relationships in terms of like men and women specifically in um communities of colors like black men and black women being written by w- black women but not and in, in, in as in-depth and as um articulate as it could come from a cis man, so like all of the things that I'm learning are coming from black a cis women, cis hetero men. Yeah, in a sense of being like, um, what I'm learning about the relationship between black men and black women historically are coming from bell hooks, Angela Davis. Um, you know, these 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 great intellectual women writing about it, and then when they speak about their peers in their work, and I read their book, I'm like, oh, this is what is lacking, and this is why they wrote the thing that they wrote. Like mm-hmm. this is almost reactionary in a sense. Whereas we can go, I think this is the time now for us to go in and say, I'm going to obviously and loudly pick up this job and do this work now uh, as cis men. But but I know I'm lacking the heterosexual part. So, like, even still, I'm going to be working within a community that has been asking and picking up the work in a way. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Well,
4: (laughs) to add on to that. Yes. Um, I really feel like toxic masculinity in general is a skin. Hmm. Like, it's, it's not really anybody's interior personality. In <laughs> um, Gaga today, we were talking about, yes, we are describing circles. Bobby was like, okay, try to describe circles from your exterior. So we're all drawing circles, making them from the outsides of our body. And then she's like, now try to make the circles internally hmm. as if they're, like, coming out of you. And it does something different to you. And that made me think about a lot of research I'm doing right now is on interior subjectivity.
0: Mm -hmm. And
4: what are the things that we feel like we're relating with other people on that are only our exteriors. So Mm -hmm. toxic masculinity coming from, like, guy to guy. um, That could be something that's a skin but not actually Mm
0: -hmm.
4: what you're feeling on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I think it really comes down to having options. Mm -hmm. These men in the prison, they don't really have options to go against that because... And they're you always know is with each other. Yeah, that was with each other. It's you know, you really got to fight what you want, but yeah. There are spaces in which um I constantly have to re- remind myself that like um constantly having to loosen my chest mm-hmm. or um constantly having to relax on my neck as I walk down the street cuz I'm trying not to even in the smallest ways wear this mm-hmm. toxic masculinity that's only holding me off. Exactly. And I think when we talk about trans people, that's they I think they're more open to maybe the options that they have Mm -hmm. and they know that the skins are there. So Mm -hmm. maybe the embodiment of it is a part of having those options or Mm -hmm. um, if you feel like that is who you are, then you can do that. But you might have a better understanding of your interior because you're able to shift it.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I can say that no i mean yeah. i I think I think this is where we've reached like this is when we need a trans person or we need trans people, trans men in this conversation mm-hmm. of masculine mm-hmm. and and manhood, mm-hmm. and the identity of it because one i'm I'm noticing that we are we as a larger social consciousness of like the human race of people are starting to now just include queer men. Like that is like the new thing. Okay, now queer men are a part of it. It's like, okay, you you just you're only just stepped outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like in that sense. Um so in that way I think to to be able to really give a full rounded understanding of this, it just means that this podcast needs a needs an episode where we're Asking these questions with the as many different experiences of manhood, including trans and non identifying folks, in this conversation. Never Costa, where you at? Who? Yeah, over in
0: Europe somewhere? Never Costa. no, right I think uh, they're back. Really? Or they're making their way back? <laughs> I was like, they was hitting it. They got a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. Kickstarter.
4: Honestly, you know how toxic masculinity is like um, really embedded, especially in black men. It's mm. mm. just something that that holds us back in that.
1: The why, the why for me is one that I want us to keep at the They're forefront of our mind. Of the sex. I, I
2: mean, know. literally, it the it's, sex? it's the sex. It's literally <laughs> the sex. Like, they are so hung up on the fact that, oh my gosh, like, now we're in a room with each other. Like, is he, like, thinking about, like, fucking me? Because I'm thinking about, like, if, you know. What what if he came on to me? That I I definitely wouldn't be trying to get 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 the dick. And I, I'm, I'm gonna be <laughs> fucking him. You know. What I mean? So so yeah. like that's just going through their mind. Like wait, that, real quick. Can I just share a funny story? Yeah, yeah. sure.
1: <laughs> my okay. So I have a group chat with some with my high school friends in um Arizona, and there is me, queer black man, two black women who are um cisgender and and um heterosexual, and one cisgender heterosexual man in the group. So it's the four of us cisgender heterosexual man says, um, as a joke, oh my god. Um, and like a meme, like, "Would you fuck your friends for twenty billion dollars?" Oh my god, twenty billion dollars. So Hell like, yeah. that's such a right, like every <laughs> right, that's right that's the chat. So he, so he says, like, I would. Uh, he, he goes, I will fuck everybody. You like in like a joke, like I'll just fuck all of you, and we could just like get this money. And I come in like, oh, excuse me, sir, who the fuck said that you can fuck me? Like, right. um, if we're doing this thing, I'm fucking you. Like, okay, $20 <laughs> billion dollars is not enough for you to slide in between my chocolate souffles, okay? Uh-huh. So I'm going to need you <laughs> not to the understand. Not souffle, right? So souffles, right. <laughs> so then he goes, wait a minute, um, I don't even like dudes like that. And I was like, no, in this hypothetical Ooh, world, well, you can fuck you. me, but now I can't fuck you. For right. twenty billion dollars, though, it's still right. twenty billion dollars. But table. he couldn't even like fathom the like imaginary idea of getting penetrated for twenty billion dollars. But he was really mm-hmm. okay with fucking me. Well, I think fucking that, fucking that also comes down—it's patriarchy, and <laughs> yeah.
3: it's also the power dynamic, and that's something he's yeah. learned. Yeah. And I feel like that fear of the sex also comes from a lack of knowledge—the mm-hmm. fear of the unknown, because it only has been till recently that the zay guys has been like using identity terms in a larger range, mm-hmm. range of identity terms mm-hmm. in like colloquial mm-hmm. interactions and in common knowledge there still isn't proper identity education within our education system no. within the common knowledge no one truly knows like
2: are people still heterosexuals? Is that still
1: I, a thing? I, I hope we left that, that, in, that in, in 2003. Right, like, I thought we, I I thought really we left I that we in, in two thousand <laughs> five at the latest. <laughs> I thought we was giving straight men some no, leeway no, in terms no, of like no. fluidity. You can be, no, you can myself. be straight and I think straight channels. men still
3: Just... have fluidity because everything's on a spectrum.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like no one said you had to That term might be a little dated right now.
3: But I feel like...
1: Straight men are fluid?
3: No. Everyone's fluid. Yes,
1: you can be straight and fluid. Okay.
3: But I think more identity education is needed. And also, yeah. black men have taken on patriarchy all the way from white, co- art, like white.
0: Mm-hmm. What article? Colonial.
3: <laughs> you where weird article. <laughs> yeah. Like white supremacist, like ideology, like yeah. especially like when you talk, when you look I back at like Bell that. Hooks, she talks about it a lot. Like mm-hmm. when the black man, when slaves were free, and now you have to structure the household they adapted to what they already what was already again. there the patriarchy
1: that was set up and we we also and historically some
2: religious structure but
1: yeah a whole other. we can also talk about how the kind of the rape that happened to black men by slave owners that happened during that's, that time that's what the okay like so we me talk and my about brother fear, had a yeah. huge
2: argument about this this mm-hmm. same topic cuz he was like so enraged and he was like you know y- bro this shit didn't come from uh our people. I was like, "What shit didn't come from us?" Like this, this gay shit that did not come from from black people. I was like,
3: "That came from all people."
2: I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. So so Birth I was like, control. "Let me get down to the to the core of what you're trying to say cuz like what you're saying to me is that like what what I'm doing mm. has come from white people and I'm just like living this mm. like mm. white man life or dream that I wanna live. Right. You know and I'm like, that's not that's not how this works. I said, go do like you that. think the act of sex started with white people? Right. <laughs> Sorry. Do you I was gonna say I wish you could see that. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that act of sex started with white people? He was like like what what? I was like, no. Whether or not it was a man and a woman or however evolution started to happen and people would started having sex with people and everything just started happening the the sexual organs were still working, you know what I yeah, mean. Or whether yeah. your mom has told you that she's had interactions with women, hey. or her, your dad has had interactions with men, they're not gonna tell you. Yeah. Right. But the fact is that these are sexual organs, and people have been ha- doing this. So I said, let's get down to the core of it. Are, what are you upset at? Hmm. He was like, because we was raped. We was, I was like, oh.
1: Now we're here.
2: We're here. Black men in America are very fucking upset. I mean, as we should, that yeah. we were sexually abused during yes. slavery.
1: Yeah. as a, as a a And when you, including the definition of rape, mm-hmm. not just being like a, a sexual um but misconduct yeah. but like a like it's it was a power move mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a form to make someone feel powerless and it, and it's just i i i see it in line with one as one of the many tools that slave owners use to keep the keep the enslaved black people in um in captivity enslaved africans in captivity and in that mindset like to break somebody down to break their spirit i mean that I, I wouldn't even assume that the slave owner was necessarily gay or heterosexual or even even found sexual pleasure in doing this act. I think the the pleasure came from knowing that they're gonna uh, own this person exactly like that and and in the form- and I say this because like if you look at like some some forms of media, some like dark forms of media listening to like biggie listening to um, certain rap songs from, like, the 90s, talking about um, video games and, and and movies that are in that dark form of reality that that they use rape of, like, I'm going to rape you. Mm-hmm. Like, not in, like, even Nicki, which is, I'm going to rape you, niggas. Like, she's not saying, I'm going to sexually assault you. I'm not just going to use sex it's in this way. It's used as, like, a power. She, as a power move. So, like, mm-hmm. we, we already socially understand that this this <coughs> form of, like, making somebody do something sexually may not even be about your sexual identity. Mm. Most times it's not about your sexual identity. It's about the the, the 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 coming up of power or abuse of power in that way. Mm. So black men have been for right. how long with slavery? We're going on? 500 years at Five, that? We, we, we can say, say 500 years everybody 500, always saying like, like, thing, like Let's know. round up. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 I would love to round up. 500 years we get a new yes, century. Right. Like. So for those 500 years like what kind of DNA, and I mean, we can, this, this, kind everything is going to do what has been passed down genetically through epigenetics of like fears in mm. that way. So for black men of any, of any um, sexual identity to have a certain kind of fear of like um, anal penetration, because there's a lot of gay men who are like, I don't do that. I can't do it. I've, I felt I found it, and a lot of them talk about something that's akin to like I felt powerless, mm-hmm. right? Even in romantic settings of like being really intimate with somebody, I feel like I'm losing a form of power here.
2: But also that goes to deal with the idea of womanness in the world, yes. the idea of penetration and the be pe- yeah. the receiver not having a sense of power. Yes, and that's where we have to again shift. Yes, that's a whole collective consciousness of. Right. Whoever, whatever gender, mm-hmm.
0: and I
3: think it's also the idea of shifting the idea of what power is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, dominating over someone is seen as being powerful. So being the penetra- penetrator has always been seen as powerful, but not the receiver, not the not that person. So how do you reverse that idea of dominance being the only? Idea of power because there are so many other ideas of power and yeah. goes
2: with, the, with the whole structure of like relationships and being in the home, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's like, <sighs> oh, gender is just so messy. Yeah. Um, can we just get rid of it? <laughs> it <laughs> takes
3: a lot of power to receive. Can we get I'm rid of I'm just saying,
2: thank you. So, there's, there's like this. Equal, I mean, there's equal energy, you know what I mean there's one person isn't just like doing this <laughs> right. you know I mean? week like if you was gonna do that, oh. you would just masturbate. you know what I mean, going right. wrong with masturbation. No, right. nothing and nothing's wrong with that, but I'm saying like the power of two entities coming together no- nothing is dominant over the other because both is receiving pleasure.
1: I just feel as if if we just all move to a society that does what I believe Jay Z and Beyonce do, What's that? where they just like sit across from each other in the bed and just exchange auras, because in that way, <laughs> you know, you? it's pure, I can't. it's egalitarianism, <laughs> it's foolish equity there, and then then at oh, that point you choo- sure. and then you just choose which body is going to house the baby, mm. and that's how Blue mm-hmm. Ivy came here.
2: Beyonce, you'll do this time.
1: Because mm-hmm. I don't, I, I personally don't believe that Beyoncé and Jay Z actually have sex. I feel like they just exchange auras. But that's, um <laughs> I just feel like that's a, just a certain heightened level of consciousness that we can all reach and strive towards.
3: Did they like evolve somehow? How <laughs> did this happen? I, I didn't know. get the memo. Beyoncé
2: always talk about drunken love, filling up my body, rockets, Rocket, Rocket,
1: water w- rockets, water rockets, rockets water—just yeah, euphemisms yeah, for exchanging auras.
4: <laughs> now. I think one of the big things is pride, mm. and it's like gay pride, uh, Andrew. <laughs> I still haven't been. Maybe this year I'm gonna make it. Yeah, I haven't maybe
2: been either. Maybe maybe, just, time. This, maybe we should just pop out. Right. The this are... is
1: the year. Okay. Can one. we? Wait, if we do it? If we do it, we gotta go with like anti-capitalism, like propaganda on us because that's the main reason I haven't been going to pride. Like, and it's but we
3: still gonna be sexy though, and people are gonna be
2: like. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be sexy with
1: my with my <laughs> covered from the head to the toe. I'm giving you gloves eyes. on. I'm giving you yeah, eyes. That's it. But I'm giving I you bridge of my nose. What I meant by pride. <laughs> you know, Go ahead.
4: What I meant by pride was like um, the pride that we all hold sometimes, and but I uh, think that that can hold back the community. There's a freer sense when you're able to be more vulnerable, which is you know the thing that we're talking about. Like, anyway, when you're like more vulnerable and seeing that as strength, then mm. you could be more open and find other ways <laughs> to be strong.
2: Have you ever met a guy and he like first he, he's trying to like on a upon the first meeting he's trying to be like yeah, but he's trying to like feel you out and see like if you are like effeminate, if you will, and then if he mm. find that you saying like a couple of like catchwords, then he become comfortable with himself and he's like ah, oh, huh. mm-hmm. and you be like at work. Like why why are you carrying all of that like you everybody's could just,
4: be just like exactly. You can just be right, right, right. I was watching this thing on Al Jazeera that I was talking about in Nigeria and how like um they were just so against homophobe um homosexuals. And how you know it's illegal, and people are going out here killing people, and I just feel like so much of that is pride based on white supremacy. Mm-hmm. We are still trying to look good in someone else's eye and be independent, yes. when all we're doing is trying to shape ourselves into these little and boxes. The it's like why can't we just be as colorful as mm. everybody
1: else? In a, in uh in what you're talking about, Wendell, it's I I see it as all of those things just like counterculture, mm. and I know that specifically talking about vulnerability i want to make sure that i say that that shit is hard Mm -hmm, like talk about like being vulnerable like it is a hard thing and i say that in the sense of like i want to be able to hold people accountable in the sense of like just be vulnerable in this moment like this these things are happening because we are not being vulnerable equally in this moment Mm -hmm. um especially when you're talking about being, I hate this thing in my mouth. Um, especially talking about being in a romantic relationship. Especially talking about being in this thing. Like, don't do that to me. <laughs> it did sound clear. It did. Right. I'm all like, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> Kanye on Through the Wire. Oh my god!
4: Through <laughs> the
1: wire. I got this. Uh, That's my <laughs> a- <laughs> my mouth. That's gonna have to be um the soundbite. So um, shit. What was our train of thought?
0: intimacy
1: intimacy yeah like vulnerability vulnerability, like it it's gonna take that it's unlearning i think that's that's a lot of what this conversation is it's a lot of thank you Uh, (laughs) um it's a lot of un-fucking-learning and in the middle of doing the unlearning right now it is hard um and i and i think the last part i I want to say is like how then we how do we then Hold space for people to be vulnerable, and how do we hold space for people to have that unlearning done in a in let me say, S- I don't want to say safe place. I'm trying so hard to say safe place. Space of resistance. Space of resistance. Mm. Space of resistance. Mm. Yeah, Where'd we're y'all moving. Y'all Honey, y'all, you are be talking. you <laughs> be talking. <laughs> I really appreciate because, that. Well, let me just say this about
2: uh, safe spaces. I don't believe spaces are safe Mm-mm. because at any point. At any you can fall and trip on something, bow, hit your head. Somebody can pick up something, hit you with it at Murphy's any time. Law. Murphy's law. But the thing about <coughs> resistance is that we want to keep shit at bay. So we can like resistance is about like a active kind of pressing. So mm-hmm. if fucking trance um, phobia is in the space and we want to get to keep that shit out like uh, it's a resistance. Uh, it's uh, not a safe space that yeah. we're like oh my gosh. No, because mm-hmm. somebody still can be thinking some fucked up mm-hmm. shit about mm-hmm. old girl right here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like no, we need to keep a, 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 space, of resistance. a space of resistance. It's kind of like going back always to like get your check up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, so this is what's happening in the trans world right now. Yes. This is what's happening in the Latinx world right now. Yeah. This is what's happening in the LGBTQI community. Mm. This is what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of staying aware. Yes. Like, is that much, so much to ask to be aware?
1: <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, Safe Space is too romanticized.
2: Because it's like, oh my God, it's like everybody here is on the same page. and We're, we're diverse. Here, we're like, no, and that that's what gets us in trouble in this neoliberal um, space that we're in in the 21st century.
3: Yeah. I'm also tired of people trying to create safe spaces and forgetting about intersectionality.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, sorry, I just need to let that one out. No, it's so true, especially <laughs>
3: <laughs> a I lot just, of white allies do that all the yeah, time. Yes.
1: This There's, is a safe space. And even and they catch them they catch themselves or they tell themselves in a language like uh, what was a James Bond movie was like oh the director and the writer of James Bond said the next James Bond could either be black or a woman it was like you know black or black. both like I mean in the sense of like you know women can be black and black people can be women like you've already told on yourself you know what I mean like in the language <laughs> right there like you just you're not including women in. You're not including black people in womanhood or you're not including women in blackness. Either way you're fucking up. Exactly. <laughs> like
0: so to be intersecting rules and then don't even follow them. Yeah. That's
2: neoliberal. I bullshit. think bullshit.
1: And and I think we need to in a sense okay, so they were talking about holding that resistance space. How do we hold it so that they can do all of the purging, the cycle of purging or the, the steps of purging to unlearn these things? So that they can have the the mistakes and the mess ups and things like that, and then and in that we still hold them accountable, but then they can still do it. I think that's where a lot of our society is like getting. I guess they're fake. I'm gonna say some of them, most of them are fake. Scared. I'm like I'm afraid to say right. something wrong, but it's mostly like some of them could actually be afraid. Like yo, I'm afraid to go to work after this major societal thing happened because I don't want to trip up and say something wrong and then get mm. the backlash, which is a real thing. Um
0: well then forgiveness has to be a part of the undoing process. Yes. And
1: oh, definitely. I think that's a part
2: of the <coughs> resistance space in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't you can't hold space if you don't ha- it's about being intersectional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Resistance has to come with this idea of love. You have to yeah. love the thing that you're resisting. You have to love so we're resisting white supremacy. Mm-hmm. We have to love ourselves so much that mm-hmm. we want to keep that out. Yeah. So you have to love this trans person. You have to love this person with a disability so much mm-hmm. that you want to be able to keep this thing at bay. Yeah. So then that's, again, when that idea of safe space, that, mm. that really, your, your mentality, you don't have to love in a safe space.
0: Mm.
1: It, it's just
2: a container.
0: Mm.
2: It's not active. Mm. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Fucking word. <laughs> wow. <Child. laughs> Amen, Child. preacher. And um, we
0: go to commercial break. And then we can, right, right. Okay. Split-soul ballet shoes. You to <laughs> <laughs> speak it into existence, because I already said
1: they're going to hit me with
0: sponsorship. Right. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> new toe undies. New toe undies.
0: Uh-uh. That's Ew! <laughs> if you're nah. looking for some print, go down to Bam No, Africa. I saw these things. Bam like, Africa. <laughs> they go in
2: like the middle of your foot. Let's just like
3: oh, like, the arch support.
2: I was just like, hmm They just it's just middle of your foot. They just
3: yeah. Why people make they be carrying? <laughs> My question is, oh, I feel like we're at this point where we know all these things have to be unlearned, and we're right. creating these space of resistance. But like, what? are these different modes of unlearning and creating these vulnerable safe spaces. What is that like? We like need where new do language. we begin? We do need new language we'll and I language. feel like we need to have the flexibility to s- cuz everyone's journey is going to be different and mm-hmm. how to be catered to those people. So where do we even begin with that, you know? It
2: starts in the home. It starts in the home and it, it's in t- intimate spaces. Mm-hmm. I really believe that patriarchy will not be dismantled in like a large like in large quantities. No, it, no. It, it's, like, really, like, on some.
1: Yeah.
3: I think so. I think it has to start <laughs> in a home. And I think it also has to start, in my perfect world, it also start in education. Like, I feel yes. like there yeah. needs to be emotional education. S- there S- needs E-L. to be spatial awareness education. And there okay. needs to be, like, identity education. Okay. okay.
1: You wait, wait, wait. Just quick addendum. Or maybe <sighs> caveat. Whatever you want to call those smart, eloquate, eloquent words. allocated We're going to go Stop. I'm cutting all that out. <laughs> um, real quick, I got the most pushback on any leadership lesson I ever wanted to teach when I wanted to talk about identity mm. and, and um, se- sexuality, but through the lens of identity. Like, how do you identify yourself? Because I'm like, oh, so we can talk. I, I even said this. Like, so it's okay for me to talk about lynching. It's okay for me to talk about rape culture. It's okay for me to show videos of dead bodies of, like, A police officer shooting down a black person, it's okay for me to talk explicitly about sex to these middle school kids. But as soon as I start talking about this thing of like loving another person or identifying something outside of the binary of man and woman, now we have to put our hands up like, wait a minute, I don't know if we can do that. Like, (laughs) wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I saw that in my
0: photography class. This one photography student did an identity series of the queer body, and most of them were naked. Mm And none of the students wanted to, like, go up and, like, really critique the photo. Because mm-hmm. they just could not deal with the naked body. And I was just like...
2: And that's what I was just going to say. It goes to the <coughs> art. I feel like the art is really what always pushes Yeah. these kinds of conversations. Because where else are you going to really have this? Because it's not going to be happening at home with your mom and dad. No. Because Unless you're lucky. Unless you're lucky, because Shit. I was going to say, that, I mean, people got all kind of stuff, religious, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just about how they raise their children. Mm-hmm. They, we are not keeping keep certain information from them until mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, <coughs> <laughs> I'm
1: giving it to But up it's, it's really the mm-hmm. like yes.
2: art to do the work. And that's why the funding is so important, but that's why the funding isn't—we're not getting the funding because they, know, they know how what powerful we this are. Because
3: they know there's I, a pushback from the binary. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: I think I mean, outside of just gender and, and and going back to the first conversation of like freelance dancing and how do we create a certain or how do we move away from capitalism within our dance world? I think we need to now look a within new dance ecosystem. Yeah, we need to we need to really rebuild. And first tear down, but then rebuild <laughs> the boundaries and and the um the rules and the and the streams of conscience within our community to this to this way that when somebody else comes in it's palpable. Because mm-hmm. if we talk about mm-hmm. music industries and and film industries, they they know their rules and their things that are set up. Like to talk about the connection between um, getting the highest level of uh, award in a film industry which is like the oscars or academy awards Mm -hmm. and and the films that are being studied at the academia level it's all to it's all connected Mm -hmm. but when we talk about the dances in like academia and what is being awarded and what is being put on on the big screen is a huge disconnect Mm -hmm. so you think your dance is the most visible thing Mm -hmm. but then we're talking about like martha graham and dance history school right so, like, we, in that sense, we need we need that strong tenacity within our dance world, and then have these conversations, so that when it comes to that point where we're like, now we need the money, we can all be a unified voice. But we are so dispersed.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think going to that is again about the idea of like audience, and so you think you can dance, and the greater America might think that dance is just for entertainment, mm-hmm. and. There are so many different ways that we could use it for, to inform people mm-hmm. and to let people know things. And it's like if we could get people thinking past that we're just only here to make you clap. Right, mm-hmm. right. Then I think that's our connection to a larger audience. It's yeah. really
2: about where is the dance happening. Like yeah. literally, where mm-hmm. is the dance located? Mm-hmm. If the dance is going to be located in a proscenium, that's going to be saying a certain thing about what you're communicating. Mm-hmm. And that's why contemporary dance or avant-garde work does something different than what classical work does because the space is shifted. Yes. So when you shift the space, if you do a dance on a farm, what kind of ideas are going to start to connect Mm -hmm. with the humans that are there, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh, you know, the the idea of this up high, nosy thing, right. it, it kind of shifts. You know, your yeah. body, you, ah. you, your <laughs> you, whole, it's about how your body is responding in a space. To the space.
0: Yes. I mean, yeah. I wonder what it like would be like for Ellie to be training on a farm performing it would oh.
2: totally shift
0: every <laughs> how they fucking would fucking thing. interact with people. well wait hold, oh shit um sorry. then
1: no no problem, that's what? um because we talk up we, we talk about back again to a company's like first days first days they were like in the community right they was in the church basement the boom so like okay. now now when you get to this like isolated ivory tower and you and you hear rumble of, like you're not connected to the community anymore like you're going to have to t- take that as fact <coughs> and or um make a decision to get reconnected with the community or just be like we're not connected with the community we're going to go forward with that and, and be okay are you with
2: doing? it that's my whole question like dance has always been art in general is always a thing it's, it's a historic humanistic practice mm. art yeah you know whether you're drawing whether you're fucking dancing, whether you're weaving a basket, whatever the fuck it is, art is a part of the humanistic practice. Is always in service to whoever sit next to you. Yeah, you know what I mean, or whoever yeah. you're sharing it with, or whoever the community is. Yeah. So I feel like we need to get back into that understanding of the practice because again, the, the art is the idea, the word art. It's not even value. That's that's not even yeah. seen as a occupation, as a need. You, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like.
1: But I I think that goes, and maybe it's like one of those things that's so cyclical because you're saying like, <coughs> it's not valued, but who is not valuing it? And do we need them to value it at this moment? I think I'm thinking it's a, similar to like, um, what do you? Uh, Doing away with white supremacy, like as as black people, like do we need to ask the white people to value us, or do we need to really ask create this right? right. You know, Does it? Do we need to do that work for ourselves first? And mm-hmm. yes,
3: find that access yeah, point yeah, into yeah. the community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: the thing about it, and I want community to come to my dance. Community, right. this this is this is this is the
0: the because i make making hard, hard for part Susan about all the time
2: now. Community <laughs> ain't looking like us. Community is not looking like us all the time, wherever you want it to go. Like, we keep talking about something. we want black people to come out to our shows, but guess what? Black people are enjoying the fucking ballet too. You know what also I mean? In they That's are, right.
0: but they also need to see some
1: other stuff. Well, I mean, Absolutely. okay, well, well, I'm, stuff. I'm also going to say that, like, the roadblocks to be able to get to a show as a black person is different than it is. Person. It definitely so, is. So, like, when I think about. Like my my students up in the Bronx, and I'm like, come see my show in downtown Manhattan. Like, just the proximity of it is like, girl, yeah. you have a great show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a text right before you get on stage to say, Mayor. Yeah. But um, so like w- there there's there's a lot of different roadblocks that if we really want to fill the house with more diversity, we're gonna have to eliminate the roadblocks that keep them from seeing it, and not just say, "Here's a ticket if you want to come; it's free." The world. Right yeah, here's a ticket,
3: to, or we're bringing it to you. Yeah, like you know. that. I
1: bring it. Oh my god!
0: Like, but word on the street was that, Alio um, Pomara, if there wasn't any black audience member, he wouldn't begin the show until he literally go outside and pull and them the in together. and be like, mm. "I made this shit. Let's for you. do that then. And then." Right until I see y'all. And in before the season that, I'm starting. they
2: had a thing called um, <clears throat> Dancing Mobile, mm-hmm. where they had this truck. And it would let out, mm-hmm. and they would drive to different uh, boroughs and basically like set up a, di- a dance concert, like right in mm-hmm. the middle of the street, like wherever. Yeah. And so, again, that's like bringing the dance back to, to the point? community. Yeah. Right. Also, that was in the 80s when there was a lot more funding around just starting up a company.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. right. But I do think we're going to actively have to reach out to those communities if we want to change what the audience looks like. Yeah. Because, like, coming from experience growing up in the Bronx, I didn't really know much about dance until yeah. I had, like, one teacher who, like, dragged me to a show. Uh-huh. And it changed my life. And it became this very healing part of my life. But I wouldn't have known that if someone
1: didn't actively bring it Take to me. Take to
2: the space. Again, it's yeah. about the space in which the dance is done. Because, like, it I know so many people
1: accessible. I grew up Right. It just has to be accessible. And whatever whatever the manifestation of access is for each individual person, it has to be accessible. Mm-hmm. When at mm-hmm. the moment it becomes inaccessible
2: for anybody who walks in the room. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm talking I'm still talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, for instance, when we were in Chicago, the the class was mixed ability. Not not this recent time where I was there, like, uh, last year when Ricardo and oh I yeah. both were there for the first time. Um, and we <coughs> held this workshop. And, you know, we do a traditional, like, across the floor, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but we're using African Diasporic Movement, which is more accessible than, you know, um, yeah. doing a ballet step. But right. also... Not so accessible to someone who may have a disability or in a wheelchair or has crutches, yeah, you know, so when you start to see situations like that, you have to teach teach the modification, right, yes, you have to teach a modification, yes, mm-hmm. so the class can be accessible, yes, right, it's not like well, you can't fucking do a to do, so chop, figure it out
1: right, you know? chop right, chop.
2: Um, so it's really like seeing who's in the class and, and saying not, not even teaching to, Mm -hmm. you know, the modification should already be built in. So a person who may have a disability or something is not singled out within the class, you know what I mean? So it's not like, uh, oh, oh, you don't have legs. You can't do this. Okay. So you're going to just do the arms, right? Okay. And I'm going to go across the floor, you know, you taking a dance class, and you're mm-hmm. a regular, you're a being, you know what I mean, here to 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 participate, so why single me out like I'm a, spe- a special one, you know what I mean, when the class should just be modifi- modified in general. Um,
1: at that unfortunate that timing, we have to, like, wrap the thing up, because they're going to kick us out at a right. hard 9.30. Y'all ain't going
3: to kick these, like, right. lock the
1: door, uh, Right. Right. Lock the they gonna come in and give me one of these. Space of resistance. They go. They go. <laughs> they they go Circle that finger like um like a lasso, like wrap it up. Um, I did want
3: to bring up one last point. You
1: want to bring up one last point?
3: It's just gonna. Be, it's real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I was just talking about like talking about dance, bringing out actively to community. I think it's also important in like in the healing process of breaking down toxic masculinity. Because for me, I unlearned a lot of my own toxic masculinity mm-hmm. through getting to know my body, yes. getting to know dance. Because in dance, there's a lot of liminal space between like what is a feminine and yes. masculine quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once more people get into their bodies, they'll be able to access that as well. as well. So as well. I think that's another important yeah. part about bringing it to the community and like allowing them to have that access point. To create a comfortable space that they can explore that for themselves. Yes. Absolutely.
1: So this is what we have to do real quick to wrap her up. We got to do two tr- two things. First thing is we have to go around and we have to say where, what's coming up next. Oh, okay. Okay, so what's coming up next means like this is gonna come out um, end of fe- end of January, beginning of February. So think okay. past okay. that point. Um, and then also after that we're gonna do a round of like. What reminders are you telling yourself and in, like including the Roman dance? I'm always like, drink water, mind your business, call your mother. Like those are the things <laughs> that I think of and we can just give like a few bullet points as we wrap it up. Call your mother first. Right. So the first <laughs> thing to do is um one more time, who you are and where can everybody find you, and then what's coming up next. Where people find you like, my Instagram handle is this, my Facebook and, you and, and do
0: Hi, I'm Ricardo. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: go you first. You, you first. Oh, before. Hey, right. it's Orlando, and this is Ricardo, and
2: we are Brotherhood Dance. You can find us on Instagram at bhood.dance. You can also find us on Facebook, Brotherhood Dance. Remember, it's a parentheses around the hood.
0: No, sweetie, there's no
1: parentheses around the hood on Facebook.
0: Not
2: on Facebook, but in the name. I'm just saying,
0: it's a parentheses. <sighs>
1: This is all. This will all be in like oh. the information box wherever you can listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave a link, and you can
0: look at a mm-hmm. uh, look us up at www. Hey. dance hashtag bhood dance all black.
3: <laughs> That's cute. I'm <Ooh. laughs> uh, <and> playing. Uh, <laughs> well, you can. T- c- bison. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> they're as not I getting any, my, they're not getting no ad as space I sit until they give me ad money, okay? So that'll be edited out. <laughs> that will
1: be edited <laughs> out. Brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Until I get my ad money, you don't get no ad space. Right. Okay. <laughs> well
3: you well, you can catch me on Instagram at Tyrone Bevins my name. And
2: you got a website too. And my
3: website, Tyrone Bevins Tyrone oh, hey, hey. Did it myself. So much coding, so many tears.
1: Freelance. <laughs> Freelance. Right, freelance.
3: Yeah. The life of a freelancer.
4: This is Wendell. You can catch me on Instagram at thatguywin. Also, I have a website um, I'm still working on, but it's thatguywin.com, so you can catch me out there. Um, some things coming up. I just got commissioned to do this work I did for Periapsis Music and Dance, so First that's going to be all, in May. Um, thank like, you. I didn't
2: even know. I didn't <laughs> even know. I didn't even know. I didn't even What know. did you see? I don't know what the fuck I saw, but it was some group pieces that I saw. And I was like...
1: Right, right, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Thank so you. you
2: need to be, like, choreographing on, like, Dance Theater of Harlem. You need to be uh, choreographing <laughs> on... Already you oh, uh-huh. already hit Philadelphia Ballet? You need to be... Pennsylvania Ballet. He
1: already hit Philadelphia Ballet. Honey, see, mm. you, want, you want to rock? Credit. Nice. PA Ballet. Come
2: on, give... A- that was up um, And Philodanko. I yeah, got, Philodanko. got New Ballet. And honey. he
1: gave you Philodanko.
4: But yeah, okay. that's what's happening. I'm doing a Gaga intensive right now too. So my message is: wait, let's wait, remind ourselves. The, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, we got that yet. We got that yet. But oh, okay, we got okay. that yet. Hold up. So my message is. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um. So where you can find me? This is like, I mean, you should probably know me at this point because this is probably like the fourth episode or some shit like that. But, um, my website is JBooi com The letter J B O U E Y dot com. My Instagram is J underscore buoy J underscore B O U E Y. Same thing for Twitter. Um, I have a performance coming up for Gibney's workup 4.0 March 8th and no March 9th and 10th. And also, you can find me at Backs Upstart, March sixteenth. All the information will be in the info box wherever you're listening.
4: I'm performing with him at um, Workout.
1: When do you <laughs> a part of the Workout performance? We're doing a Wait, piece called "The Special Between Words." Yeah, this will be going out Wait. before March, definitely. Like,
2: so I can I can shout out our February performance here at Brick.
1: What time? What? What? Yeah, just do it. Just do it. <laughs>
2: so. <laughs> We're having a performance here at Brick, February 22nd and 23rd at 7 p.m. We have
0: moderator Mahogany L. Brown. And Taja Lindley.
2: Shout out, dope artist. We're
0: presenting our New York premiere of Afro Solo Man with our homeboy, Akeel St. Bill. St. Bill. We got some
2: graphic animations going on and stuff. It's going to be a real cute look. Thank you. And you might
0: have have
1: have some cornbread and collard greens. Not
2: might. It's actually. action. Oh, then I'm there. Yes. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's when you tune in? Okay. Yep. See, look, I told you they was going to give us the signal. So real quick also, um, send me the information to those so that everybody can have the link in the description box. It's going to be that kind of thing. Um, let's just do the quick round of like a few things that you're thinking of. Uh, mine will be drink water, mind your business, call your mother. Um, mine is remind yourself to stay soft in your body
4: to be stronger. Drink a lot of water, Oh, I forgot my other one. I had it. Um, oh, do something courageous every day. Boom. Mm-hmm.
3: Breathe. Be present. Be patient. Give your time to have a moment of peace.
0: Get a 3.5 or higher each semester. Oop. Hello. <laughs> um, Come on. Be okay with your feelings while you're in school. And take your time, bitch, and have some fun. hmm I'd say continue to hold
2: spaces of resistance that contain flow. I Come like on, flow
1: serenity. I like um. That. So I guess who's gonna? I don't even know how to end this shit. Like I'm gonna just be like, we out. Let's just, just say we that out. Background music on. Like, we, we out. No, we gotta do it together. We gotta be unified. you ready? We, we oh, out. Wait, what'd you do? I you thought you were gonna five, do one, two, two three? three. Why don't I, we do I, a I'm five, a six, a six seven, eight? Uh, five, Two. six, seven, eight. We, we out. out. We
3: yeah. out. Oh. Oh. Come on, high note.
1: If you have any questions you would like answered on the show, interested in being on the show, or have any interesting topics you would like us to discuss, please email us at thedanceunionpodcast at gmail.com so we can manifest those things. You can find The Dance Union Podcast and learn about the artists who come to sit down and speak with me on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and on the podcast app if you have an iPhone. You can email us at thedanceunionpodcast at gmail.com and most important, don't forget to tell a friend, Tell an auntie and tell your therapist to give us a listen.